0: Hi, I'm Leslie Ludy, host of the Set Apart podcast, biblical encouragement for women of all ages. We have just finished a two-part series on gaining biblical perspective when others let you down, and I want to build upon that this week by talking about how to have a heavenly perspective when you're walking through seasons of loneliness. Many of us go through times of loneliness, and it's really hard at times to gain the joy, the peace, and the heavenly perspective that God has for us unless we really are purposeful about going to the word of God. Before we dive in, I wanted to remind you that it's not too late to register for a simulcast of our Set Apart Conference. Our theme this year is the Abiding Life in Christ. I'm very excited for what God has in store for this weekend. It's great for mothers and daughters, for groups, for women of all ages. And if you register for a simulcast, you'll have access to the sessions for the rest of 2022. So you can go through the conference at a time that works best for you. If you're hosting a group or even filling an entire church of ladies to go through these sessions, you can pick whatever time is best for your group go to setapartgirl.com to learn more, click on upcoming events, or just click the link in this podcast description. I also wanted to let you know that if you are looking for a season to come away with Jesus and become truly grounded in truth, I invite you to join us this year at Ellerslie for one of our five-week or our week-long training programs. Our summer five-week is nearly full. We might still be able to squeeze you in if you're interested in joining us this summer. We also have like a late summer, early fall five-week that you can join or a week-long summer program. And this is just a time where you become so immersed in the truth that can ground you and set you free and ignite your spiritual fire. It's truly life-changing. So we'd love to have you join us in Colorado and to invest into your spiritual life. You can go to Ellersley.com to learn more or click the link in this podcast description. So let's dive into biblical perspective on seasons of loneliness. And I want to specifically talk about two areas of loneliness that I think are very common for us as women. And the first one is when you are in a season of singleness, but you have a desire to be married. A lot of us have been there, and one thing I want to say as someone who's been married for many years, it is possible to be married and still feel lonely. Now, that doesn't mean Eric and I don't have an amazing relationship, but as I've shared in the last couple of episodes, sometimes we walk through things that I just want someone from the outside of our situation to be able to relate to and understand, and when that doesn't happen, I can start to feel very alone. Sometimes I've felt lonely because people just don't understand Our walk with Christ. They don't understand the decisions that we're making. We look very strange to other people. And that can be a very lonely place to be. Being in leadership in general can be a very lonely place to be. So marriage isn't necessarily just the antidote to all forms of loneliness. But I definitely remember the time in my life when I was single and I had a desire to be married. And I had the fear that maybe I would never be married and I would feel lonely for the rest of my life. If you're walking through a season of singleness or you know someone who is, this is probably something you can relate to. One of the best enunciations about this that I've ever read is in Tramp for the Lord by Corey Ten Boom. She wrote about visiting a middle-aged missionary woman who was single and was lonely and very bitter about being single. And this is what Corey said. One evening, we were sitting alone in her little home and she confessed her bitterness and resentment over being unmarried. She said, why have I been denied the love of a husband, children, and a home? Why is it that the only men who ever paid any attention to me were married to someone else? Long into the night, she poured out her poison of frustration. I looked across the table at the bitter woman in front of me. Her face was furrowed, Her eyes were hard with resentment. I sensed she was trying to run away from her frustrations. Now, this is a common story and maybe one that you can relate to right now, or you've walked through it in the past, or you know people who are walking through a season like that. One of the reasons that being content in our single years is difficult is because marriage is clearly a good gift from God. And the desire for marriage is something he created within us so it's very easy to buy the idea that something so right and God ordained couldn't possibly become a stumbling block of discontentment but yet just as food is also a good and healthy gift from God Paul learned to be content without it in certain seasons of his life you can read about that in Philippians 4 12 just like family bonds are a blessing from God Jesus asked some of his disciples to follow him without even stopping to tell their families goodbye you can read about that in Luke 9 6 61 and 62. When it comes to surrendering everything to Jesus Christ, it's not just about giving up the selfish, immoral things in our lives, but also a willingness to lay down the good and perfect gifts that come from God, like the desire to be married, to have good friends, to have a solid family, and so on. Surrendering those good gifts doesn't mean we will never have them or that the desire for them is wrong. Rather, it means yielding them to God to do with as he sees fit without demanding them as our right or making our happiness conditional upon them. Elizabeth Elliot said this, a good and perfect gift, these natural desires, but so much more the necessity that they be restrained, controlled, even crucified, that they might be reborn in power and purity for God. I love that statement. And she wrote that in reference to her, her desire to be married to Jim Elliot before they were actually married. Corey Ten Boom contrasted this bitter missionary story to the example that she had seen in the life of her traveling assistant, who was named Ellen. She was a single woman in her 30s, and she wrote this about her. She is single, yet she has learned the secret of living a balanced life. She did not feel God had called her to a single life. Rather, she felt that one day in God's time she would marry. However, in that time, one year or 30 years from then, I knew she was secure in Jesus and not looking to a husband or children for her security. Now, this flies in the face of several modern Christian books on singleness that have said or heavily implied that if we look to Jesus Christ for fulfillment in our single years, we're just trying to over-spiritualize our singleness. But looking at the word of God, I don't believe that finding our security and happiness in Christ is over-spiritualizing singleness. It's applying the gospel to singleness. If you are frustrated with a single season of life, I encourage you to take your desire for marriage to God and ask him to fulfill that desire in his perfect time, in his perfect way. He is still in the business of writing beautiful love stories when we offer that pen to him. But we need to always remember, just like Corey Ten Boom said, marriage is not the answer to unhappiness. Happiness is found only in a balanced relationship with Jesus Christ. Marriage and family are amazing gifts from God. But if we look to marriage as the secret to our happiness, the source of our happiness, we are going to be hurt and disappointed because human love will always fall short of the perfect satisfaction that only Jesus can bring to our souls. If you are in a single season, remember, he has a tremendous purpose for this time of your life. And it's one that goes far beyond wishfully setting up online dating profiles and putting your life on hold until you finally meet the right guy. And that's how a lot of people spend their single years because of discontentment whether Jesus calls you to a temporary season or a lifetime of singleness, you can rest assured that he will give you everything you need for perfect happiness when you put him first. One beautiful example that I've seen of this is in the life of Amy Carmichael. As a young woman, she had the desire to be married, but she felt God had called her to a lifetime of singleness so that she could give herself completely to missionary work. She began to struggle greatly with the fear of loneliness. Finally, she decided to get alone with God and gain his perspective on what she was going through. Years later, she wrote about that experience as an encouragement to several young women that she was discipling, and here's what she said. I went alone to a cave in a mountain called Arama in Japan. I felt many feelings of fear about the future. That's why I was there. I wanted to be alone with God. The devil kept on whispering, it's all right now, but what about afterwards? You were going to be very lonely. And he painted pictures of loneliness. I can see them still. Then I turned to my God in a kind of desperation and said, Lord, what can I do? And he said, none of them that trusted me shall be desolate. Psalm thirty-four twenty-two. That word has been with me ever since. It has been fulfilled to me. It will be fulfilled to you. Only live for him who redeemed you and trust him to take care of you. And he will. And one of her biographies says that Amy could not have known that when she went away to that cave, the word lonely would never be used to describe her life. In the years to come, hundreds of Indian children would call her a ma, which means mother, and many precious Indian women would count her as a dear sister. God indeed blessed her with a family, but it was not the kind of family she had originally envisioned, but it was beautifully fulfilling to her because she was in the center of his will. When we lay everything on the altar, no matter how painful that process is, we can be confident that there are so many treasures of joy awaiting us on the other side of the suffering, the waiting and the surrender, whether that means marriage or a different fulfillment of our heart's desires. Our God can be implicitly trusted with every desire of our heart. As Amy Carmichael said, it is a safe thing to trust him to fulfill the desire that he creates. He is faithful. And that is something so crucial to remember if you are single with a desire to be married and struggling with loneliness in that area. Another loneliness struggle that often we walk through is feeling overlooked and excluded It's amazing how we can be in the middle of a crowd or even surrounded by a group of our own fellow Christians and still feel like an outsider. The enemy plays upon our insecurities and he tries to whisper lies in our ears. Things like they don't really care about you. They're not interested in your life. They wouldn't even notice if you weren't here. I've heard those statements. Probably you have too. Whenever we begin to feel that sense of being overlooked or left out and we start to feel insecure, we have two ways we can respond. We can either let those lies and that insecurity turn us inward and bait us towards sorrow and self-pity and depression, or we can choose to rise above those insecurities and walk in truth by the enabling grace of God. And the truth is that we are loved and valued by the King of all kings. We are infinitely precious to him and we need to walk in that glorious, amazing reality. As we talked about a couple of episodes ago, replacing the enemy's lies with truth and building our reality upon that truth. Our confidence needs to come from knowing who we are in Christ. It shouldn't be conditional on how others treat us or whether they remember to show interest in us or be sensitive to us. Now, this can be a lot easier said than done, especially if you have a sensitive personality. I have my entire life. When I was a little girl, I used to be convinced that people were talking about me behind my back or people didn't like me, and it was basically just my own insecurities that the enemy was pouncing upon. But there are two practical steps that have really helped me whenever I'm tempted to let my emotions spiral downward. Because of the insensitivity of other people. First, I need to remember who I am in Christ. I'm a daughter of the King. I'm redeemed by the precious blood of the Lamb, and His banner over me is love. I am part of His royal family. And when I walk in that reality, I am far more able to take that second practical step, which is turning outward. Building others up is an amazing and surprising solution to feeling insecure. Instead of wondering what people think about me, I can become focused instead on how do I showcase the light and the love of Christ to them turning outward and blessing other people never fails to uplift me emotionally and help me feel connected to the people around me. Now, it's only possible to do this when we yield to the enabling grace of God. But when we allow his light to shine through us, loneliness is replaced by joy. And I can tell you that confidently from personal experience. Now, as a reminder, loneliness is not typically God's lifelong design for us, but seasons of loneliness are a necessary part of following the narrow way of the cross. So instead of seeing loneliness as a problem that needs to be avoided at all costs, let's begin to see it for what it really is, which is an opportunity to grow closer to Christ than we ever thought Possible. Let's remember who Jesus Christ really is. He's not a distant king who can't relate to our struggles or meet our deepest needs. He is the perfect fulfillment of every longing within our heart. And if you're having a hard time knowing Christ at that level, I encourage you to go through Scripture and study the names of God, the names of Jesus, all throughout Scripture. A great way to do this is to go to our our video, He Is, which is available on Ellerslie.com. It's a ten-minute reflection on all the names of Christ as. Revealed through scripture. When we allow him to be everything he wants to be to us, we will have a whole new perspective on seasons of loneliness. I hope you've enjoyed this week's episode. If you'd like to go deeper into what it means to build a Christ-centered life, visit us at setapartgirl.com and see the many resources that we have for you there. I pray you have a blessed and Christ-centered week.